Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and catch your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm doing the third piece in a trilogy that I started Wednesday of this week. And um, when I started it, it was basically a rant about the fact that people just do everything backwards. Successful people do the more effective things, and that's why they become more effective in their life. They have better lives, so to speak, uh, if it can be quantitated in any way, shape, or form, better health, better uh, fitness, better um, financial situation, better relationships, better et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Better educations, whatever you want to quantitate. Uh, there are people who are effective at getting to that point and people who are not effective at getting that point. Uh, I find it hard to take the argument something is right or wrong because, man, that just that starts a debate and a debate over nothing. So let's just go with the point of, hey, where do you want to be and are you there right now? And the answer is probably in most cases out there, you're living a life of quiet desperation and you're nowhere near where you want to be. So the first day we just ranted. The second day we came in and we looked at the psychological reasons why people do backwards things. And that's because of Maslow's hierarchical pyramid, which basically says that there are basic needs that you need until you are willing to overcome those basic needs. Or I'm sorry, till you do overcome those basic needs, you can't really focus on a higher level of understanding or of success in the world. So you've got to get past one to get to the next, to get to the next, to get to the next. Then my argument back was, okay, I get that. But the problem is, is that once you've accomplished one level on the pyramid, 
it becomes more important to you protect the level you've already got or the next level that you get and protect that one to go to the next one. In other words, man, I worked so hard to get from level one to level two, you know, or to succeed at level one and now to succeed at level two. I don't even know if it's worth going for three because I need to protect one and two. What if I'm focusing on level three and I mess up level one and two and I'm right back down to zero again? I'm nothing. My life is nothing. And so I made that point yesterday and we went through it and so on and so forth. Today, the third day of the trilogy, I'm going to talk about the practicality of how this really works into our lives and the kinds of decisions that we make on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, annual, 10-year basis that keep us where we're at, where we don't financially grow because of the things that we do. And those things are based on yesterday's material, which is the Maslow's Pyramid. By the way, if you haven't didn't get a chance to listen to Wednesday's show or Thursday's show. They are on our website. You can go there, go to Lifestyles Unlimited and go to the uh, radio section and there will be the podcast and you can listen to all three of them in a row if you want and really tie it all together. So we get started here today. I'm going to talk about what really is in becoming financially successful, three different levels of understanding of becoming financially successful. The first level is where most people get stuck. I'd say 90% of the people out there in the world are at level one. They never get past that, and that's called dependency. Dependency is where you're looking for someone else to put money in your pocket, and you do those things that you believe necessary to get people to put money in your pocket. And it's a linear type thing in your mind. Level one is a linear thought process. The linear thought process is, I work, you pay. It's a zero-sum gain reality in your life that if I work, I should get paid. If I get paid, you have less money. So it's a trade-off. Everything in life is a trade-off, you know, and you can imagine sitting there with your life, you know, your wife at dinner and going, okay, you fixed me dinner, now I'm going to go mow the yard. All right, kids, hey, dad, I want a hug. Okay, then you better go clean your room. I mean, everything in life to a level one person is a trade-off. It is a one-for-one transaction. I've lived this type of a lifestyle. I understand the concept. And when you're in it, it's very uncomfortable because if someone is not willing to tit for tat, if they're not willing to give as much as they take, which many, many people, I'd say maybe most people, want to take more than they want to give, then that relationship is just out of this world painful, whether it's a, a sexual relationship, a marriage relationship, a child, parent-child relationship, whether it's a, a work relationship, employee-employer relationship, any of those things, you know, become just astronomically problematic at this level one because it just doesn't work. One for one just doesn't work because life isn't linear. But yet we think it is. We truly believe it is. And where does this start in life? Well, I remember when I was younger and I was going to college. And one day, I think it was in my junior year, I just came home one day and I said, Dad, this is ridiculous. We're not learning anything that's going to be beneficial towards me becoming rich. And since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be rich. And I said, this is, there's nothing here. It's wasted. I just The people that go to school are just drones. They're ignorant. They can't read a book and come back and take a test. It's just like, I don't even know why parents send these kids to school. They're just dumb as a rock. Was my, and I was really upset about it. And my dad just looked at me and said, 
All right, boy, what are you going to do? And I said, well, you know, I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm going to go out there and start making my fortune. And my dad looked at me and gave me one of those old country type conversations, said, boy, man's got to do what a man's got to do. And I guess it's your time. And I said, well, and I was really weirded out by it because I thought he tried to talk me out of it. I said, well, thanks, Dad. I'm glad you see it that way. Uh, I really appreciate you, you know, understanding that a man's got to grow up. And he goes, yeah, boy, they do. But you know what that means, don't you? And I said, what's that, Dad? He says, it's time. I said, time for what? Get out. See, the difference was back then than it is now. I'm 63. That's, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, whatever it is. People actually had kids, took care of their kids, and the kids were expected to start working. I started working 14, 15 years of age, uh, worked, you know, to have things I wanted. Even back then, before you'd have a job, you would have chores you had to do to get your allowance. It's not like it is today. I mean, I have friends that give their kids, literally give their kids $500 a week spending money on credit cards. I'm like, you're out of your mind. And these are my friends, but I'm still telling them they're out of their mind. But, oh, no, in this day and age, your kids need that much. It's that. No, it's ridiculous in my mind. But in their mind, they're raising their kids the way they think they should. Right. And so I remember him saying, you know, it's time to get out. I said, but, Dad, what do I do? You know, how do I support myself? He said, boy, this is America. You can do whatever you want to do. And I thought on that for a second. And I said, well, Dad, what do you suggest? I said, boy, I'd suggest you get a job. I thought on that for a second. And I said, do you have any other suggestions? And he said, yeah, get one that pays. Now, you think about this for just a second. I know a guy here that lives in this city. This is Houston, Texas. There's a guy named George Bush. Now, George Bush... Senior had a son, George Bush Jr., and he didn't have that conversation with his son. He says, son, I'm going to send you to college, and you're going to flunk out. I'm going to send you into the military, and I'm going to get you a waiver so you don't have to fly and you don't have to show up. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you out of there, and I'm going to buy you a baseball team. Yeah, you don't need to have a job. I'm going to buy you a team. And then once you fail with the team, get drunk, get, you know, have some alcohol problems, we're going to rehab you, and then we're going to make you governor of the largest state in the country. And after we make you governor of the largest state in the country, we're going to make you president of the United States of America. And I'm thinking to myself, how does he have that kind of conversation with his dad? And my dad says, get a job. Well, Bush is smart enough to know that job is a ridiculous concept for a kid. It will make sure he never succeeds because he becomes one of the per- working class poor. If you even start down the road of becoming part of the working class poor, you'll never get out of it. It's almost impossible. So those who have privilege in our society give their kids a kickstart past working for a living. Maybe they start with a job that pays a lot of money, maybe with a lot of pride and privileges, but they kickstart right past 
the working poor. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley on Designing a Lifestyle. When I was younger, I decided that I was not going to live the life that the average person lived, which was to think I was going to work for the end of my life, save up enough money, and then when I'm old and gray like I am now, try to buy my life back with a pile of money that I had. I said, no, I'm going to design a life and I'm going to live that life. That's it. Period. Are you ready to design your life? Learn how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. One of the things I'd like to get across is that your whole life you wanted to make a change, right? But you've never had the time? This might be it because we have online education that you can get involved in. We're now going to bring the free workshop to the entire country and really the world. Anybody who is interested can participate in that. We're going to live stream that free workshop and have people online with you on the live stream, talking with you, answering questions, interacting. You're really going to get a great feel for the Lifestyles community from this. And you can register for that. So if you want to find out about us, this is a great way to take a look at us and what we do. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today is the um, third installment of a trilogy about why people do everything backwards. And today we're discussing the practical reasons how the world gets you hung up in doing the wrong thing. So we started with... uh, uh, in the first segment, my uh, going to my father saying, I'm going to quit college, and he's saying, go ahead and do it. And then I'm saying, what do I do? Because he kicked me out. I said, how do I survive if you kick me out? He said, get a job. And so I decided that I wanted a job. Now I run into this thing called the uh, the cycle of life. And uh, I 
got this out of a book by Tony Robbins called Unlimited Power. And what Tony says is your belief system dictates your desires. Your desires dictate your actions. Your actions create results, and then the results confirm or deny that the original belief was correct. And so my belief was from my dad, I better go get a job. So what, what was my uh, desire to get a job? So what did I do? I looked for a hundred for a job, got a job. What was the action? I got the job. What was the result? I got a paycheck. What did the paycheck do to me? It ruined me for a major portion of my life because now I linked up in my brain work, pay. Now, after I started working there in this grocery store as a stocker for a while, they came to me one day and said, you know, Dell, one of the guys can't come in today. Would you like to pick up a shift? And I said, wow, you mean work, you know, two, a double shift? That's a long time. They go, well, we'll pay you time and a half. And I said, what is time and a half? And they explained overtime to me. And I go, you got to be kidding me. Overtime is God's gift to ignorant people because the only thing God takes away from you is time. You can get all the money you want. You can get all the credit you want. You can have all the stuff you want in life. What you can't get back from God is time. And so what they're going to say is, since time is so valuable and you're going to give up double what most people give up to have money, we'll pay you time and a half. And I'm like, man, that's like, yes, you, yes, sir, right now I'll do it. So I started picking up overtime and more and more and more and more overtime because it was really easier money. I could make larger amounts of money. And then I started to get stuck right in the other types of things that that happen and the the first the next one is is that you actually become immune to work you actually start to vibrate at that level to where you actually think it's okay to work 16 hours a day. I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week uh, at my last job that I worked at before I became retired and I was accustomed to it I became immune to it right and I think a lot of people become immune to the abuse that work uh, really throws at you as far as the quality of your life. And we'll get into that later. But at one point, I'd done so much overtime, they came to me and they said, we're going to make you a manager. You, you're really a hardworking guy. So they moved me up to management. So I came home and I told my dad, I said, Dad, I don't know. You're not going to believe this. I've only been there a while, but they just moved me up to management. And literally, it was like assistant manager, manager trainee program. And... I, uh, he looked at me and he laughed and he said, boy, you're as dumb as a rock, boy. I said, what do you mean, dad? Now, my dad was an accountant, his CPA. He goes, you know what they did to you, boy? I said, what? He said, they took you and all that overtime you're working and they put you in a management position, which is an exempt position. I said, what does exempt mean? He goes, they don't have to pay you overtime anymore, boy. You'll pay the salary. So they can work you 68 hours a week and pay you no more than if you worked 40. And they'll get out of here, Dad. They can't do that, can they? What? They, they wouldn't do that, would they? He said, boy, of course they do. And they throw them titles out and they sling them titles out in those positions out to everybody they can. Because everybody they can call management, they get out of paying overtime. And he said, let me prove it to you. So he called up the grocery store and said, sir. I'd like to talk to the vice president in charge of orange juice because that's what I told him I was. That's what my name tag said. And uh, the guy on the other end said, uh, yes, sir, let me go ahead and see. Okay, would that be fresh, frozen, or concentrate? See, there was a vice president of each kind because every guy they could turn into vice president, training program, trainee, they could pay no overtime. Again, my dad was smarter, I was dumber, but I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson that 
work is something that benefits the employer way more than it benefits the employee. And that the employer and employee relationship is a zero-sum gain relationship in many, 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 if not all, I don't think is all, but uh, in most situations. And so from that point on, even when I was an employer, I've always looked at work from the point of view that you come to work for me, you're going to do X, I'm going to pay you X. We'll negotiate what X and X and Y is going to be right up front and then do it. But don't come back to me and ask for a raise because the job is the same. People come to me all the time and say, Dell, you know, I've been with you for 10 years. And by the way, they don't do this anymore because everybody knows not to ask me for a raise. I've been with you for 10 years and I'm, I'm worth a lot more. And I always look at them and say, you know, I know you're worth a lot more. So even start sounding like my dad after a while, you get old enough, you do. I know you're worth a lot more, but the job isn't. And so if you're that grown up and you're that good at business, why don't you go on and get another job? And, uh, you know, obviously if they were that good in my business, I would have promoted them. But they really just got more years. I akin that to your kid coming to you, and it's the same thing. Kiss, 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 daddy, 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 love you. That's what kids do. That's what employees do. And they go, listen, I've been, I'm a couple years older now, dad. It's much more expensive to be 16 than it was 14. I need more money. I need a cost to live an increase. We call them colas in the business world, right? And so I just tell people there are no colas in my business. There's no cost to living increase. You're doing a job. If you want the job, do it. If you don't want the job, don't do it. I'm not marrying you and I'm not adopting you. And I know a lot of people think about business as if it's a family and it's familia. A lot of Hispanic people tell me that all the time. I go, yeah, until you fire four or five or six of them. And you see that happen and your best people leave and go to work for somebody else or start their own business. And then you realize it's not really familia. It's a one-for-one -one trade off. But we've gotten locked in. We're now locked into the belief that if I want more money, I work more hours, right? Work, money, more work, more hours. There you go, you're trapped. You can't get out of it, right? And so now you're in a dependent society for the rest of your life, climbing the ladder of success. Each and every year or two, going to your boss, begging, begging for some more money for a raise, for a promotion, for something. But you have no control. If they de decide tomorrow to let you go, you are gone. You have no control in your life. Your life is determined and controlled by somebody else. You are dependent, yet you don't see it. Think about climbing the ladder of success and there's somebody in front of you on the ladder. The view never changes. What you're looking at when you're climbing up behind somebody else always is the same. And remember, when crap falls, it always falls downhill. So who's it going to hit? Think about that when you think about your job. It is not the quality of life to have a job. It is a necessity to start the income production stream, which we'll talk about when we get back. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. During the first half of the show, we've talked about being stuck, living a life of quiet desperation as an employee in a business, corporation, whatever it is, government, for the rest of your life. Never, ever, ever to succeed in life because there is no success when you're a gerbil in a wheel. When you get up every day and do the same thing every day, in and out, in and out, in and out, over and over, round, 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 round you go, you might as well be in prison because your life has nothing more to it than the round and round, up and down, over and over, go, 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 blah, 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 nothing. You never get anywhere, you never succeed, you never grow, and you never get past level number two of Maslow's Pyramid, which is safety. Yes, you are safe. You have food and you have a job and you have a place to live. You are safe. Maybe you even have some love in your life. Maybe you have a relationship with some friends and some family. But there's no esteem and there's no success. It's not going to happen. Some of you, however, through whatever type of stimulation, inspiration, motivation that you run into, you realize that there's another level. And that next level is called self-employment. We also call it um, from being in a... um, Oh, I forgot the name of it right now. I'll get back to it. Um, the bottom line is the, the second level here is independency. That's the name of it. So we've gone from dependency to independent, and we're going to be independent. We're going to own our own business. When you own your own business, what do you really do? You really own your own job. You own your own asset. You own your own business. You own your own time. You make the decisions now. Now you're the decision maker of what happens in your life. You've bought freedom. Now. You have the freedom to fail because if you're self-employed, you have what we call a turnkey business, which means if you don't get up and go turn that key, you make no business, you make no money. So self-employment isn't any easier. It's just a whole lot psychologically better than working for the man. Because when you're self-employed and you say, I need a day off, you say, I can afford to take a day off. I'm going to take a day off or a week off or a month off, you just psychologically know where you're at, financially you know where you're at, and you can make self-beneficial decisions. Whereas you can't otherwise, also at the same token, if you are a go-getter and you work harder and longer, then the benefits are a hundredfold higher to you. In other words, when I used to work for Bally's Health Clubs, we would bring in, oh, I'm gonna make up a number, I don't remember what it was, it was something like $25,000 a week in sales. And my pay from that was I got $60,000 a year. You break that down, that's about $5,000 a month. So we were bringing in $25,000 a week in sales, $100,000 a month. And in good months, we'd do $200,000, $300,000. If we had really big months, great advertising, we're doing well, selling a lot. So here I am handing these guys over anywhere from one hundred dollars to $300,000 a month. And they're handing me 5000 bucks back, patting me on the top of the head going, good boy, good boy. You know, that's like a dog bringing a bone or bringing a stick back to his master. It was just insulting. Then I remember when I bought my first rent house. That was my business. 
small as it may be, it was my business, and the tenant paid me my first rent check, which was $600, and I couldn't believe it. You know, when I collected money at the health club and we piled it all up and put it in a bag and sent it to the bank each week or each day or whatever it was, we gave it, paid it back to the bank, took it to the bank, I'm sorry, deposited it at the bank. Um, it didn't mean anything. But now this 600 bucks was mine. And of course, I had to make mortgage payments. The mortgage payment was $220 a month. And so I was making, uh, after all costs, I was making about $280 a month, I believe it was, in positive cash flow. That was my money. And because of the way it's set up, there was no taxes taken out, so it wasn't like I got this, you know, paycheck for 5000 end up taking a check home for 3500 which was happening at this job. So all of a sudden, I realized what it's like to actually be the man. Now, if I go out and double my efforts, if I go sell two red houses, and actually I went from one, the next thing I did in the next month was buy three, so now I had four, so four times $400 a month positive cash flow, $1,600 a month. All of a sudden, I was making $1,600 a month extra. Now, remember, I was only making $5,000, taking home $3,500. I had produced an increase of 50% over my income, and I did it within two months. Whereas if I would have produced even gone from 100000 a month to two hundred to 300000 a month, it wouldn't have changed my paycheck at all. And if there was even some commissions in there, whatever, it might have changed it a couple hundred dollars or a thousand bucks. But nothing, nothing near the results I was getting by owning my own business. Because now what was happening was the leverage factor. I was using somebody else's money to buy the houses somebody else's time to manage the houses, somebody else's skills to do the whole thing. And I was using everybody else. Everybody in this thing was an employee to me, even though they weren't really employees or contract labor. But if I had somebody paint something or mow something or fix something, they did it. I was the man. It changed everything. And in no time at all, two and a half years, I had totally replaced all my income, plus more, enough to where I realized I could not only make what I was making, but continue to save and grow my business for the rest of my life. Two and a half years later, I retired at 34 years of age. Now, some people work until they're 65, some to 70, some to 75, some to 80, and never replace their earned income. Ever replace their earned income. Let me say that again. Ever replace their earned income. Have you replaced your earned income with passive income so you can retire? And the answer is no, you haven't. So why? It's there. It's easy. We've been doing it here, teaching people to do it here for 30 years. Think of that. I've been screaming at you for 30 years and you're going, oh, yeah, okay, I don't know. I really don't believe it. And, you know, he used to be a young guy yelling at me. Now he's an old guy yelling at me. My God, people, I don't know what to do to try to save you. You know what I mean? They can take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You can lead a person to financial freedom, but you can't make them do it. That's the problem. But once you own your own business, guess what? Now you're the man. You want to talk about the level, level four hierarchical esteem, power, self-actualization. There they are. When you own your own business, you're all that. You are the man. 
You have all the people working for you. You have all the customers looking to you for a quality product. It's up to you. And the highest level in the hierarchy of pyramid is that of morality. When you own your own business, you run your business with your own level of morality. Man, to me, that was the most important because I'm telling you, I worked for a trucking company where the truckers stole supplies from the companies they delivered to. That is a real story. Those people are here in Houston, and everybody that worked for them knew it was going on, even up to the top. It was a part of the culture. Stealing was a part of it. I quit within just a couple months because I just couldn't stand the morality of that. I worked at a health club where they would sign people up, and they would sign them up to three-year contracts and then never work with the people, and people would quit after one or two workouts and give up and have a three-year contract. I couldn't live with the morality of that. It was just, you know... I decided that business has got to be best product, best price, win-win situation. And a business can be a win-lose situation, or a business can be a win-win situation. You have to choose. You have that level when you have your own business. But alas, you're still working in your business. And the third level... The total level of self-actualization, the one you want to strive for to get to the top, that is interdependency. That is when you finally understand that you no longer have to be the man to be the man. You don't have to act like the man to be the man. You don't have to go lord over people to be the man to be the man. You're just the man because you are. Because everybody knows you are, because you know more, because you have more money than everybody else, you have more experience than everybody else, and you're genuinely out there helping other people with that information. When you get to the world, to the point in the world where you realize that if you help enough other people in this world get what they want, you can have anything you want, then you have unlimited resources for your personal growth. As long as you believe that this is a something-for-nothing, win-lose society, that you go out there and try to take money away from people, your customers, take money away from people, your employees, and because you're just a better taker, you end up with more in your pile, you'll never maximize self-actualization. But the day you realize that you're not the smartest guy, it does something you never could have done. It does something that freed me up forever, changed my life completely forever. Wow. When we come back, I'll tell you what that was. We'll be right back with the Del Momsley Radio Show. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the last segment of Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today is the last segment of a three-show trilogy where we've been talking about how life's decisions are oxymoronic or absolutely backwards. Those things which you think are the right thing to do are absolutely the wrong thing to do. And as you sit there and you work as an employee, you're thinking that you need to invest your money in something like a 401k where you earn no actual income. You uh, get out of paying no actual taxes. Uh, you have no control of it. Somebody else is getting rich off of your money. And uh, you may wake up 40 years from now and the stock market crashes two weeks before you decide to retire and you're broke. 
It's absolutely the worst possible investment you can make, and yet you make it because everybody else in your group believes that that is the safe and logical thing to do. When you become self-employed, you change that belief system. In most cases, some of you are dumb enough to take the 401k with you. But the idea is, at this point, now that I know I can make a lot more money, with my money invested in things I'm controlling, you will invest your money into those businesses which you work in. So I bought up to 100 houses. I was running those houses, operating those houses. And even whenever I got more money, I bought more houses, got more houses, got more income. Had more income, had more money I could save, and the more money I had to save, the more houses I could buy. Boom, there it is. That's the cycle. At that point, the decisions that I was making were based on the safety, security, and the esteem of owning more houses. They were all a part of where I had grown in my uh, hierarchical needs. But then I learned about multifamily properties. And not only did I learn about multifamilies, I finally bought up to, I bought a 10 unit, then a 20 unit, then a 30 unit, believe it or not, then a 40 unit, and then a 64 unit. The 64 unit was the first property I had where I actually had a good enough manager and a good enough full-time maintenance man to run it without me being there. And so I literally stopped going there. And the manager basically said, get out of my way. Every time you come over here, you're just messing things up. And you're, you know, if you try to control the tenants and the tenants won't listen to me and I learned to stay away. And then I bought a 68 unit and it got better. And I bought another 88 unit. And then I had 200 or whatever that adds up to 200 and some units and 220 units, I think it was. And then I bought a supervisor to manage the managers. And then I didn't even have to talk to the managers anymore. And then I realized the supervisor was better at ha hiring and training managers than I was, had more experience, more skill. And it was a job to them. It was their livelihood. And so they stuck to it, kept their nose to the grindstone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. But it worked as well, if not better than when I ran it myself. Then I realized, why am I spending all my time running my businesses when somebody else can run them better than I can? Well, the ego, the self-esteem is that I run my business. That's why I'm so successful, because I run it. That's your self-esteem. But to be able to get past that and become self-actualized, the last level of the pyramid. You have to let go of this self-esteem and work for the self-actualization. And now you know what I pride myself in? It took me years to get out of doing first the consulting and lifestyles. I gave up the consulting. I gave up the real estate transactions. Then I eventually gave up the accounting, which was a hard one for me to give up because that's massive control. And then I gave up doing the free workshops. And then I gave up doing the two-day seminars. Giving up. And then I finally hired someone to be an executive vice president to run the whole thing. There it is. So I pride myself now in owning uh, 17 different companies. And of all those companies, I don't have a key to the front door to any of them. And I don't have the code to get in the door to any of them. I have a parking pass at one of them, right? So I can get in the gate at the drive-in parking ramp. That's it. So no one can call me and say, Dell, will you come open? No one can call me and say, Dell, will you come close? If I'm not there and somebody else doesn't get it done, it don't get done. Wow. What happens at that point in your life? It's called self-actualization. I have all this time to think, to grow, to study, to do radio shows, to share, 
to help other people in this world. And if you help enough other people in this world get what they want, you can have whatever you want. And my business has gone from Houston to Houston, Dallas, to Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, to Austin, to Phoenix, to, to Atlanta, to Michigan, to California. God, we're in every state in the country now. 50 states. We even have people in Hawaii, a large contingent of people in Hawaii, which gives us a good excuse to go on vacation there, right? So you understand that now I have nothing. I have no involvement. I am not on the org chart anymore. Yet, I have more ability to contribute to society than I ever did. Because while I'm sitting there helping one person figure out how to do a transaction in real estate, I'm not helping the thousands of people I help each day when I get on the radio and talk for one hour. Thousands of you listen to me. Thousands of you learn something. Thousands of you grow. And only because I figured out how to be the last level of growth, which is interdependent. I am interdependent on other people fulfilling my dreams and goals. They're my dreams and they're my goals, but someone else has to fulfill them. For if they don't, they won't get fulfilled. What do they get? They get level one. They get employment. They get to grow their business. Level two, they get what I call entrepreneurship. When you work for me, you have the opportunity to build your own business on the side. Most employers won't let you build a business on the side. I tell you I want you to build a business on the side. In fact, I tell you if you work for me longer than five years, you're either crazy and love to teach or number two, you just didn't do anything. Because with what you learn here, you should be retired in two to three years. And most of my people do. And the ones that don't retire are the ones that just love teaching and they do it on the side anyway, and they're rich, but they love to help other people, right? As uh, Dave Ramsey says, they have the heart of a teacher. So my friends, there it is. Are you dependent? Are you independent? Or have you been able to master the level called interdependency? At interdependency, you have it all, everything. You have self-actualization, esteem, love, belonging, safety, and physiological needs satisfied. You have it all because at this level, it's not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. Remember that when you go to work tomorrow. listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.